Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. All right, good afternoon. This is the, what is this, June, July 18th? Uh, I don't even know it's anymore. Still, it's still June. June 18th, <laughs> CFML News Edition of the Modernizer Dive Podcast. I am your, um, I guess I would be main host today, Andrew Ooh. Davis, the senior Promotion. developer for In League. And my co host today is the lovely Brad Wood. Yes, I'm a lead architect for Order Solutions. So normally you guys get a Kiwi and a Redneck. I guess today it's just a Redneck and a Redhead. Is that, that what we're, we're going to bill it as? Yeah, you're looking really uh, red today, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're happy you're here. So thank you for filling in. Gavin's still in uh, New Zealand uh, working yes. on his accent yeah. and so <laughs> having a good good time. He's going to come back and we won't understand him again. We won't understand him at all. So, all right, on to the news. Um Still, one of the, the hottest topics we have right now is the CF Summit. Uh, early bird registration is has been extended to June 30th. So, yeah, plenty of time to get in there. And 99 bucks. Can't beat that with a stick, man. No, I wouldn't even try. But um, that's it's definitely definitely a good deal. Which yeah. brings us into cool. the oops, sorry the, the, the actual summit is going to be in October the 1st. Now, I've spoke about this on every episode, so I want to let you, Brad, um, tell the listeners about CF Summit this year. Yeah, well, CF Summit is one of my uh, one of my favorite conferences just because of the size. It's the biggest Cold Fusion conference uh, that we have. It's you know over five hundred people every year. Um, I mean, they have a great after party that Adobe puts on, usually with you know, music and free food and drinks. And uh, you know, one of my favorite parts is being able to pin down the adobe engineers themselves in person you know they're all there on site and you can bug them about uh you know your pet tickets you need fixed or questions about the engine um so it's really just a, a great place to uh to meet a lot of the cold fusion community that doesn't come out to some of the other conferences that happen so you don't want to miss it yeah for sure and that like i said that's going to be october 1st and 2nd which is a tuesday and a wednesday and um in conjunction, at the same time, um, you guys, Brad, the Ortis team, are putting on a workshop um, Thursday and Friday uh, after the conference. So what um, what can people expect of that workshop? Uh, yeah, so we're doing, uh, we're doing a couple options. We've got um, the Zero to Hero uh, workshop, which we did last year. We've done it a couple other places. Uh, it's a two-day training, and that is uh, that's Gavin uh, Pickett and Eric Peterson are putting that on. And then, of course, we also have uh, from hero to superhero. So if you've already taken the zero to hero or you feel like you're already really um, you know, uh, good with the cold box, you want some more advanced stuff, the hero to superhero will kind of take you um, on to the next level, and that's going to be the API edition. So Luis Mahano and myself will be leading that one. So we really have uh, the whole kind of range covered as far as um, – whether or not people want to get some intro to Coldbox or if they want to really build on. And APIs are, are super hot right now. Um, everybody is, uh, everybody's working on APIs, so that's why we're focusing on that as well for the hero to superhero. Excellent. And that's it's not going to be at the Mirage. It's actually going to be at a Hyatt place, which is just a block um, from the Mirage. 
you know, a Vegas block. I mean, that, that's <laughs> a Vegas block. It's like a country mile. Yeah. Vegas block <laughs> is a good country mile uh, for those that don't understand that reference. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Be sure to sign up for that. And uh, also around the same time before, um, before the workshop and before the uh, CF Summit, uh, W's putting on their specialist uh, certification program. And mm -hmm. it's uh, going to be done on the 30th. But right now, the pricing of it is $399. That's still the early bird pricing. Uh, haven't received word um, if that's changed or not. Um, but is that a one day? Yep, it's kind of well. It's it's kind of a, it's not just a one day deal. Um, I want to say it's a one day, and then you got to come back and you got to basically prove your code. And, but there's also prerequisites to it, so it's not just come there okay. and do it. You actually have um, homework to do in order to get yourself, you know, ready to go. And, right. Um, and I don't this have is the first certification detail. program we've had available in quite a few years now. There used to be certifications for every you know major version of cold fusion and we really haven't had those so um if your job um you know you can get you can get better raises or get better positions having an official certification um then you definitely want to miss that and since our since our training is afterwards uh you can hit both of them if you need to yep for sure on to that what we have next is boot camp in india and mm. that's still going on or not still going on, but still going to be talking about it for uh, the next few months. That is October 16th and 17th, and that's in Bangalore, India. And I believe Luis is going to be the one um, doing that workshop. It's uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Brad, is it going to be similar to the, to the same ones uh, that they're doing in Vegas, or is this kind of a completely different spin, or do you know what I it's think, about? I think it's similar to the Zero to Hero going on in Vegas, um, which is just a kind of a basic introductory um, workshop into cold box. Um, what's nice about our zero to hero series is it's focused around building an actual working application. A lot of feedback we got from our trainings, um, where, you know, we talk about the features, but people want to actually build something with them because you learn better by doing. So the zero to hero, um, was designed around the whole idea of let's build something from scratch, um, introducing these concepts along the way as we go. And so I believe that'll, that'll be that, uh, that basic zero to hero, uh, process. All right. Excellent. So if you are in India, uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, yeah. The next item on the agenda to cover is going to be CF Camp. And now we do have some information for you about CF Camp. Uh, the dates are the 17th and 18th uh, in Munich, Germany, but they have um, made tickets available. And uh, you can go ahead and purchase your tickets. Um, early bird registration ends July 15th. And the cost of it is, uh, they got it listed as 280 euros. I did a quick look up on that uh, for anyone in the States, and that's about $313. And um, not yep. a bad deal, but I, that's good through July 15th, and then the price goes up from there. Uh, now, you were at CF Camp last year, right, Brad? Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've been at CF Camp about three years now. I haven't hit it every year, um, but I will be there again this year. Um, if you're stateside, uh, you know, the, the airfare for CF camp is kind of the big gutcha. You know, it's not a real expensive conference. Um, <clears throat> the airfare is definitely a little bit. Now, you're going to want, if you're looking, thinking about it, you're going to want to get your tickets soon, right? Sooner than later, because the prices do go up. I'm going to be at CF camp again this year, and I actually just got my tickets this last week. Um, we've been kind of watching the prices fluctuate. 
Uh, what I always do, uh, or usually, is try to, you know, turn it into a bit of a mini vacation if I'm coming from the States. So I'll be coming with my wife and my middle daughter uh, this year. And so we're going to hit, you know, Paris and Salzburg and kind of float around a little bit. So uh, that way it kind of makes the trip uh, uh, have some extra value. Not that CF Camp on its own isn't worth coming, but, you know, going all the way over there, we get to do some sightseeing before or after. Um, so anyway, obviously, if you're in Europe, it's a little bit closer for you. But it's definitely a great conference to go to, even for you stateside folks, if you can uh, if you can justify the, the airfare for getting there. Yeah, um, definitely. It's probably one of those uh, your wife would kill you if you left without her, kind of like mine. So that's yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm, I'm reading you. I'm not allowed you. to go to Germany by myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading you. I'm reading you loud and clear. Now, um, the same thing. Gordis is doing training as well. They're doing uh, pre-conference training. Um, Mm-hmm. Have you guys decided or have you guys received you know enough feedback yet as to what type of um, workshops people are wanting? Um, yeah, know. we've almost got that nailed down, but we would like to get any more feedback from any of our listeners um, who are going to be at CF camp or thinking about going that would really, really, really value um, a, a specific training, be it command box or REST APIs or zero to hero stuff. Um, so we can finalize that stuff for certain um, you know, if you've got a, a whole team of people that, you know, you might want to bring and you really want to have an API training, you know, that can help, uh, you know, guide us in finalizing those, uh, those final topics for that. Yeah, good deal. And um, speakers for CF Camp, uh, the deadline for your submission is July 7th. Uh, go mm-hmm. ahead and get those submitted if you have not. Um, there's going to be a link for the call to papers uh, in the show notes. So uh, just be sure to check that out if you're interested in speaking. Yeah, and I believe the uh, the first round uh, isn't it CF Campus here. They're doing the first round of uh, speaker picks. Uh, I don't know if blind is the right word, um, but the the content committee is picking the the topics without looking at the speaker names, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, the goal, of course, to try to get as as diverse of content as possible, um, without you know subconsciously favoring people that are maybe more well known in the community, but just going purely on the merit of each topic, which should hopefully uh, end up in some uh, some valuable topics showing up this year. Yeah, good deal. Excellent. Always, uh, always interested in seeing unique approaches to things. Because uh, be honest, um, it does get tiring sometimes hearing the same speaker over and over and over. Um, kind of like <laughs> Brad, you know. I just get tired of yeah. listening to him. No, I never get tired of listening to myself, Andrew. I don't know what your problem is. I don't either. Hang on. Let me turn this mic down just a little bit. No. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you do kind of get jaded if you go year after year. So it is, um, you know, I think it's good, you know, you get new people in there. Um, just hopefully they don't uh, get up there and choke and everything will be all right. Yeah. Um, and they've had some cool stuff. Last year at CF Camp, they actually had the German police come. I'm probably saying that wrong, but some like police division that focused on um, cybercrime and stuff, which is really cool. Unfortunately, that session was presented only in German. Um, just based on who the presenters were, but they really do get some uh, some interesting stuff in there that's not your typical, you know, Cold Fusion Conference topics. And not to get off topic, I wonder if is uh, Luis doing the uh, workshop in India? Is he going to be doing it in their language? <laughs> I, I just no, I don't. I don't think he's doing it in Hindi. Okay, I don't know what Luis Luis speaks a lot of languages, but I don't think that's one of them. Okay, cool deal. <laughs> All right, random. Sorry, guys. All right, so that brings us up to the next segment of our session here called the Blogs, Tweets, and Videos of the Week. Mm-hmm. And I've got a special little screen here for you guys if everything works. <laughs> I 
I'll talk about this one since it's mine. Yeah, so uh, I've uh, had a new series of command box and forge box uh, related screencasts I've been doing. Um, I've been trying to trickle them out every week or two. Uh, so uh, the latest one I put out this week was on the CF format module. And that's a command box module that uh, I didn't even write. In fact, nobody at Ortis did. Uh, John Burquest made this one. He's made a bunch of cool uh, functionalities for command box. And the CF format module will allow you to format your source code, your cold fusion source code, uh, to your syntax uh, standards. So the spacing between you know parentheses and, and curly brackets or spaces around uh, equal signs or how many parameters in a function call before you put in line breaks, his module will actually automatically format your code. Um, and there's even a watcher where you can have it just watch your files and as you save them, it'll instantly uh, fix them up. So that's a pretty cool uh, module to have in your, uh, in your toolbox. And so you can check out that screencast that I made that kind of just shows the the basics of the CF format module. All right, good deal. So yeah, I had a um, little bit of issues there. All right, cool. Now we guys, we all should be rock and rolling. Technical difficulties, you live, you learn. All right, next <laughs> up. They said, they said they could hear me, not you, so I don't see what the problem is. You know, what, what can I say? Ooh, big hands. So, who's your daddy? I didn't really want to call it that, but it was it was kind of funny because uh, uh, Luis tweeted this out that uh, this was actually on Father's Day. So, 13 years ago today, I released the first ever conventions-based MVC framework for Cold Fusion, uh, changed my life and the path of many CFML apps. So, um, obviously, that was when it was born, but being that it was born on Father's Day and we all kind of, I personally use cold box a lot. Um, I thought it was funny. Who's your daddy? Um, <laughs> You're so clever, Andrew. I'm so clever. And more goodness from Ordis. You guys are pushing out some content. Tell us about this one here. We are, yeah. So I finally got around to pushing out Command Box 4.7. Um, that had kind of been in the, the pipes for a while. Um, there's no major uh, changes uh, in 4.7. It's just kind of a maintenance release. It's a minor release uh, from 4.6. Um, but it's, it's about half little tiny bug fixes and improvements. And then it's about half little uh, small enhancements. Um, like one of my favorite ones is uh, if you set environment variables in the command box shell as part of a recipe. And when you run a native binary like NPM or Git, um, you can access those environment variables from that native command. Uh, that's one of the little you know enhancements that we, we pushed into the 4.7 release. So uh, you should be able to upgrade that in place to grab the new binary. And that tweet has a link to the blog post uh, that has the full release notes as well. So pretty uh, pretty excited about that release. Cool. Excellent. Now, um, did the is the CLI, has it been updated to the latest version of Java or is it still behind waiting on Lucy? What's I know that's not quite um, related to this, but since we're talking about command box. Yeah. Yeah. So if you download the JRE included version, um, we're still bundling it with OpenJDK 8. Um, I do recommend using um Java 8. The main reason for that is because the CLI is still powered internally with Lucy 5.2, uh, which still has a couple issues with Java 11 um, that uh, that are being addressed. And uh, I can't get the CLI up to Lucy 5.3 yet because there's some regressions there that are preventing me from being able to upgrade. So right now, Command Box is still kind of stuck back on Lucy 5.2 until I can get those uh, regressions that have popped up in the newer versions all um, tamped down. And because of that, we're also still kind of stuck with Java 8. So it's a bit of a, 
um, a chain reaction there. But uh, as soon as we can get a, a Lucy 5.3 version that has all the regressions fixed that are affecting command box, um, then the, the very next version I release will uh, will upgrade the core Lucy version, uh, which will also allow us to upgrade the, the Java version. Now, that said, you can still start Cold Fusion servers like an Adobe 2018 server, um, and you can use Java 11. That's, that's not a problem at all. Um, it's only the, the core CLI uh, that, that has some issues with the later versions of Java. Um, so don't think you can't still run, you know, a Lucy 5 or a, uh, you know, Adobe Cold Fusion server using Java 11. It's only the, the CLI that's kind of held up in that regard. Yeah, definitely. Don't Two totally different worlds. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next up we have... Boom. All right. So this one was cool. We talked about this last week um, with uh, W releasing uh, the bonus update for CF11. And you guys have uh, pushed that to uh, Forgebox as well. Um, so now as you start a uh, server uh, through command box, if you're using the version 11.019, you have the latest patch. So all those are up there. Um, it's definitely good. Nothing more we need to talk about there, right? Well, actually, what's interesting is that Cold Fusion 11 is actually out of core support. That happened at the end of April. Mm -hmm. um, so Cold Fusion 11 wasn't slated to get any more uh, free, I say free, but any more public bug fixes or security patches. Um, so uh, I, I didn't hear any specific um, reasoning from Adobe, but I guess Adobe sort of threw everybody a bone. Uh, if you're a Cold Fusion 11 user, you got a, a little gift from Adobe there in that you've got an update 19 when technically you're out of core support. So I don't know if that'll be the last one or if Adobe will throw any more bones to the CF11 users. <laughs> um, I was expecting only 2016 and 2018 to get updates at this point. So anyway, uh, always a good thing, um, right? So thanks to Adobe. Uh, they may have decided to do that based on the fact that it was a security update and they still have a lot of users. I'm not sure what the exact reasoning was, but that's pretty cool though that... Um, they they hit all three of those with updates. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and the last show there, we we definitely thank them for that. It was quite nice of them. And um, mm -hmm. so as part of we're talking about Forgebox as well, man, more releases uh, Forgebox. Um, you guys have also released Forgebox Enterprise. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to you want to talk a little bit about it? Forgebox Enterprise, give a little plug on it. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, Forgebox has been around for a long time. Um, we didn't, you know, the site didn't have a lot of uh, active development for, you know, quite a few years. You know, it did what it needed to. It was, it was fairly straightforward. Um, but Forgebox itself was actually turned into a commercial product. Um, you know, Forgebox will always be free for the community to use, um, like it always has been. Um, but we have a new product out there called uh, Forgebox Enterprise. And if you work at a company... Um, and you guys want to be able to use, you know, package management for your internal private modules, and you want to be able to have you know, your own kind of dedicated <clears throat> ForgeBox installation, uh, you know, with a custom database that's just purely just for you and your company. Um, we offer ForgeBox Enterprise. It's basically a hosted ForgeBox instance that is fully dedicated to your company. So it'd be, you know, a custom URL like yourcompany.forgebox.io or whatever. And you would have only your users, only your packages, uh, only your permissions. And this would be a ForgeBox installation that you would have full control over. You would be the administrator of this one. So you could add and remove users. You could have, you know, full access to all the packages to deal with them. Um, and so uh, that's the ForgeBox Enterprise offering that, uh, that we announced it in the box. Um, and of course, there's also still ForgeBox uh, Pro, which is, you know, the community ForgeBox, but the ability just to have private packages on it. So with ForgeBox kind of entering into the world of being uh, a product of its own now that, that we're selling, 
um, at least have an opportunity to sell. You know, we've really been iterating a lot of features into ForgeBox. Um, part of it is just adding a lot of administration, uh, administrative uh, features for people to be able to use in the back end. Um, we've done a ton of uh, user interface updates on the UI. Uh, a lot of us using Vue.js, which has been uh, fun and given us a lot of uh, a lot of flexibility. So yeah, ForgeBox 4.7. Um, which it, it's it's a complete coincidence that Command Box and Forge Box have both hit four point seven. Um, we didn't plan that. I think uh, I think Content Box is close to that too. It's kind of funny, um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so we've had some dedicated uh, resources inside of Ordis just hammering away on Forge Box, uh, knocking out features, adding functionality, um, and a lot of that is all with the, the Forge Box Enterprise stuff in mind. So it's uh, it's ready to ready to go for that. Pretty exciting. All right, excellent. And that almost brings us to the end. We have one more tweet we'll talk about here later. Um, but what we have next on the agenda is going to be the Forgebox. Talking about Forgebox once again, but Forgebox module of the week. And uh, <laughs> I asked if there was any birthday shout outs uh, on the YouTube chat. And Dan said Paul McCartney is 76. So, Paul McCartney, <laughs> if by some chance you're listening to this, happy birthday, yeah. dearest. Hey, anything could happen. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So, uh, oh, Scott's got a birthday coming up. Man, that's a month away almost. July 6th. Happy birthday anyway. All I right. Sing happy birthday if you're within a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too far, <laughs> too far gone. So, the Forge Rocks module of the week is going to be hyper. Now, uh, for those of you who, uh, have followed any of Eric Peterson's modules that he's created lately, like Quick and QB. Hyper is another one of those. And it's, if you've used Quick and QB, this is the way I best can describe it. It's like building a Quick or QB interface for code for the HTTP interface. Um, it's really, really cool. Um, there's actually a part of the cool tools that I had talked about a week or so ago um, where it'll actually convert a curl command. So if you have a curl command, um, it'll convert it to hyper for you. Uh, hopefully going to be a VS Code extension soon, probably yeah, in a couple of weeks. I have actual work to do before I can play with that. But um, just know <laughs> that's in the in the works as well. So it'll you that's know, pretty cool. Yeah, basically just take any curl, highlight it in VS Code run the little command and it'll convert it to a, you know, a hyper format uh, for you. So um, box install hyper, H-Y-P-E-R, and uh, go check it out on ForgeBox. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, hyper is a great little abstraction. If if you do any anything we work with a remote API, you know, using HTTP, you, you find yourself writing like the same CFHTP call sort of over and over again. You know, with only a couple minor differences, but with the same API key, the same headers, the same URL, the same settings every time. Um, you know, and Hyper lets you kind of create a template for an HTTP call that, that you can make reusable inside your code. Um, so it's really great for uh, for use cases like that. Yeah, and for anybody who's used uh, Vue.js and uh, like Axios or anything like that, you know, it's kind of uh, very similar, uh, but except for uh, in cold fusion. And, and, <laughs> Except for in cold fusion. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, because you know, Vue.js or you know, Axios allows you to build up that you know set of default templates, you know, um, as a variable, and then you just call that. It's all the predefined, the, the headers, um, the auth tokens, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 
because uh, a lot of APIs, like you know S3 or something, you know, you hit it, and the only thing you're changing is you know the URL you're passing, but you get the same authentication and you know everything else on every request. So um, it just saves a lot of boilerplate. It's nice. Yeah, it does. It definitely definitely saves you um, a lot of time there. So the next little thing we have here is going to be our BS Code uh, tips and tricks of the week. And this one here is submitted by none other than Eric, and it is called Pola Code. I'm going to show you a little uh, video of this. There may not be audio in it, but uh, I'm going to show you a little video of, of it in action. Give me just a second here. Oh, Polaroid for your code. I get the name now. All right, so yeah, my audio is here, Brad, is his is not, but um, essentially, uh, you can see, you can highlight your text. It allows you to create a screenshot and change the size, width, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, looks pretty. Boom, save it to your desktop. Really good for when you're creating presentations and all, because um, I don't know how many times I have, um, and Brad, your audio is back, but I don't know how many times that I've, you know, done code, did a snippet, and, and even in Mac, you know, Mac's got an easy way of screen capture tool. Um, it's just a pain, honestly, to <laughs> to get all those formatted and looking good in a presentation. So, um, yeah, I might use this for docs. So, the, yeah, the name's Polaroid for your code. So, Polaco, that's where that comes from. That's, that's pretty nice, though, because sometimes it's hard to get a good-looking screenshot of code. Yeah. Um, and this, okay. this kind of, like, visually helps you build that screenshot. You know, how big is it going to be? Um you know, changing the width, dimensions, et cetera, and so on. So, yeah, really, really cool. Um, and I want to get back on this screen here. What I want to talk about is this tweet from Mortis. Um, you guys have released a new set of uh, Patreon um, levels, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the Mature Youngling, um, <laughs> you know, $50 a month, Padawan, uh, Jedi Knight, um, all the way up to, whoop, can't see it on the screen here. Um, I wonder, somebody had asked, was uh, Ray Camden involved in naming these? Uh, I saw that on a Twitter post. Yeah, um, Ray's not the only Star Wars fan, you know. You Believe know, it or not, there are other actual Star Wars fans. Did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that brings us to our uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, so do you need to know the rest of them under Jedi Knight? Oh uh, yeah, sure. Spit them out. So yes, yeah. I mean, if, if you just go to the the order site, so we got young uh, youngling, mature youngling, Padawan, Jedi Knight, then Jedi Master, then Jedi Commander, and finally the Jedi Overlord. So for a a mere twenty five hundred dollars a month, you can be a Jedi Overlord. Um, and of course, each of these levels come with uh come with a lot of bonuses. Uh, for instance, Jedi Overlord get you know company name and logo at the top of the sponsor page. You get two free tickets into the box. You get a 60-minute video chat with Luis Mahano once a month. So, uh, you know, basically the, the rewards here is that, you know, if you're helping push forward open source projects at Ordis, um, you get a direct say in what we're doing. So if you're like, you know what, we really need Coldbox to do this for us, well, guess what? You know, you could have a dedicated, you know, video call with Luis every every month just to help get your input into it. So we want the, you know, the people that are helping support the projects the most to help, you know, guide where they go. So takes community yep. yep community and you know uh we have our patron supporters up here uh no sense in us uh going through calling out all the names unless uh, you would like to 
Fred, well, you want to give it's it kind of fun to mi- it's kind of fun to mispronounce a few. Well, do you want to give it a stab? Uh, since you're the guest host, why don't you? Uh, I'll give you uh, go for it. I, I have and and Dra Davis, I think. <laughs> he that's the redneck. He's the redneck. Got to watch out for that guy. Um. Oh yeah, it's a, I, I, I will not insult anybody by trying to read these, but it's just a growing list. So, yep, it is. We're we're very thankful every time a, a new person jumps on that, and the the Patreon money goes one hundred percent directly to our open source projects. We funnel it right in there. So uh, those supporters are literally uh, powering hours of uh, development that go straight into the open source stuff, like Command Box and Cold Box. So uh, we are so uh, so thankful for for all those people. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And that pretty much wraps up this show. Um, Brad, is there anything else you want to ramble about, or you want to let these uh, fine people go and get back to work? <laughs> that, that's a dangerous question to ask me. You know, well, I'm in control. Uh, I'll just zip you off. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about me. How do you how do you feel about me? No, I, I think that's pretty good. I think we've covered all the major things. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing you guys at the conferences this year. Um, there's a lot of conferences coming up. So all that's right. it. All right, guys. Stay tuned. See you next week, hopefully. Bye-bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.